the Oxford Centre for Triple Value Healthcare, otherwise known as 3V, scans over 30 journals seeking out important papers on value. To save you time, 3V assesses this research to identify the implications for value-based healthcare and summarises them on our blogs and in our podcasts. Just under five years ago, the eminent medical writer Atul Gawande delivered the uh, BBC Wreath Lectures. One of those lectures was called The Problem of Hubris, and it was linked very much to his book, which came around, out around the same time, On Being Mortal. And in both his lecture and his book, he talked about the problems of not focusing on the outcomes that matter to individuals, particularly when it comes to end-of-life care. In his wreath lecture, he gave some very moving uh, stories around what happens when you do focus on uh, outcomes and what really matters to individuals and what happens when you don't. So, Warwick and Mayer's paper in the New England Journal of Medicine from last week called Serious Illness Care 2.0, Meeting the Needs of Patients with Heart Failure, is a reminder we still have a long way to go. In this paper, they talk about how people at the end of life with heart failure are often subject to repeated investigations, emergency admissions, treatments, and so forth, when actually they're, uh, what they're seeking may be something quite different, to be at home, to be happy, and to be with their family. Perhaps more depressing is those patients, when they receive early palliative care, support to think about what their outcomes are. They end up using fewer resources, they end up having better outcomes, and they actually often live longer than those people who have more intensive treatment. In this paper, they describe a whole range of general barriers to uh, providing better end-of-life care to people with serious heart failure. And these may be sort of false expectations around what is likely to happen. Uh, It may also be lack of training for cardiologists and so forth. It's worth remembering, though, that actually this is not the first such paper. In 2010, there was a similar paper in the New England Journal around small cell lung cancer and early palliative care. Uh, There was a paper in The Lancet in 2014 which looked at respiratory care for patients with advanced disease and refractory breathlessness. And the um, uh, best continuing care uh, approach was tested uh, and published in the British Medical Journal at the end of 2018 uh, by a team in Fife. And in all of these, it shows that if you provide early palliative care to patients with, who are at the end of life, uh, then they actually always, almost always do better. They do better in terms of better outcomes, they often live longer, and they use fewer resources. So this means we've got a combination of better patient or personal value and better population value. Now... Often it's said that this is the problems are due to bad coordination or lack of training, as I've mentioned, or poor alignment of delivery structure and payment mechanisms. And certainly these things can be barriers. But we would say there are five things you need to get critical. 
or need to do that are critical. The first is to develop the right culture. So for the population of people who are at the end of life, we need to be able to use resources most wisely. We need a culture of stewardship. Second, we need to be very clear about that population who is at the end of life. Start to identify them earlier and think about who will benefit from higher value end of life care. Third, we need to be clear about the outcomes we're trying to achieve. And this includes asking them what outcomes matter to them most of all. Fourth, we need to create value-driven networks. These are teams of people working across different organisations who will be involved in the care of that population at the end of life. So they'll be working outside of the institutions and they should have some authority about using resources and using them optimally for that population and then being held accountable for that and delivering care equitably. And then finally, as I've already described, we must make sure for end-of-life care, especially we personalise care. So we need to elicit, record and honour the preferences each individual needs. Culture, population, outcomes, networks and personalisation. Those are the five key tasks. End-of-life care probably wastes around £1 billion every year. What do we mean by waste? Um, so in the NHS, this means that one billion is going on delivering low value care for people at the end of life, where we could give them better outcomes and use those resources much more wisely. If you want to stay informed about important developments in value-based healthcare, you can subscribe by joining our mailing list at www.3vh.org.